So we're starting a brand new series called Stranger God uh, that I'm very excited about. Uh, and the idea is, is this, that Jesus comes to... Can I take this off and still not mess up my cord? Okay. Uh, the idea is that Jesus comes to us in strangers. Matthew 25, uh, beginning in verse 31. Um, let's see, here we go. And we're gonna read all the way to verse 46. I'm reading from the NIV tonight. It says this, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Listen to this, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer the Lord, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So it's a happy story. Verse 41, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed, into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Okay, so uh, this is a very famous passage, Matthew chapter 25. It's known as the parable of the sheep and the goats. And it's a cautionary tale. Basically what happens here is it, it, it looks forward to the end of time where humanity is divided into two groups of people, the sheep and the goats. Modern day, that's not a compliment either one, right? If you're just called a sheep, except for maybe in church. <laughs> you could call each other, but outside, that's not a compliment. Uh, but goats is probably worse, right? But he separates sheep and goats, and the sheep, they get good news, and the goats, they get a lot of bad news. And what is this bad news from the goats? Well, let's read it just one more time. My next slide. It says, he would say this to the goats, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. And the goats basically say, what, what, did, we, what did we do that? We didn't, we didn't see you. And uh, the master essentially says this, everywhere. I, I, I was everywhere, but you didn't see me. Um, and that's the idea really of the series is that God comes to us in strangers, but the problem is that most of us don't see him. In fact, uh, the people that Jesus names in the parable, the prisoner, the homeless, the hungry, if you think about those people in our society, those, I think he names those people precisely because those are the people that we don't see. 
that, that, we just, that we just pass over. And this isn't the only time in the Bible where um, we, we mistake God who's standing right in front of us. In Genesis chapter 18, there's this really cool story. Um, Abraham, he's sitting under this tree and there's these three visitors and they come to him. And it's weird because there's three people, but the Bible collectively refers to the three as, quote, the Lord. And so um, when, when he comes, Abraham sees these three people coming up and in, immediately he welcomes them and he cooks them this great meal. Uh, and church history would actually tell us that these three visitors to Abraham's camp represent the Trinity, uh, the fa- uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In fact, uh, 15th century uh, Russian painter, his name is uh, Andrei Rublev, I think I'm pronouncing that right. He has a really famous painting. This is called The Hospitality of Abraham, where he depicts these three strangers as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But the idea is this, is that God is welcomed in extending hospitality to strangers. And this story of Abraham welcoming the three, it's in stark contrast to the the story that happens in the next chapter. What happens in the next chapter is two of these, it's not quite as happy. In the next chapter, two of them, they decide that they're going to go to this small town called Gomorrah, right? Or no, Sodom, excuse me. They go to Sodom and uh, because they're just basically trying to gather intel because the rumor has it that this is an extremely wicked little town. So they're going to go in and they're going to see whether or not the town is actually pretty wicked. And so they're going to do that through this test. And the test is this, is that they're going to go into the middle of town and they're going to sleep outside in the middle of town and they're going to see whether or not, or or we're going to see how the town cares for these two people that are going to stay on the streets. Uh, And so you could say it like this. Uh, It's an interesting idea, but in Genesis 18, God tested the goodness of a town by how they treated a stranger. And the story goes where, you know, this guy Lot, right? He comes and he welcomes, he welcomes the angels in. And so this is, pretty, this is pretty cool. Hopefully the town, it's looking pretty good. This seems pretty hospitable. It all goes okay until other people from the town get word that there's two, two guests in Lot's house and they surround the house and demand that they call him out so that all the people can rape the two strangers. Uh, and you guys probably know the, the fate of Sodom, right? It's not, it's pretty grim. Uh, and, and so people... I, People, people think that the story has to do with homosexuality. That's not what the story's about. The story's not even about rape, right? It's, it's contrasting Abraham, who's welcoming the strangers to Sodom, who would come and they would abuse the strangers. So continuing on, uh, Judges, a few chapters later, Judges chapter six, verse 11, another example for you says it's the angel of the Lord. Oftentimes in the Old Testament, I don't know if you know this, but when it says the angel of the Lord, a lot of Bible scholars think that this is actually Jesus in the Old Testament. Maybe, maybe not. But anyways, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Orpha that belonged to Joash the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. These are their enemies. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said this, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And look at what Gideon says. Pardon me, my Lord. This just means sir. He's not saying the Lord. He's just saying my Lord. It means sir. Pardon me, sir. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Who have anyone's ever felt like that? And then verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? So here we have, we have um, 
we have Gideon, and Gideon mistakes God who's in disguise as just a regular person. Uh, Last one, Hebrews chapter 13, verse one uh, through three says this. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Verse two, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so... uh, by, by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. So here, the, uh, the writer of Hebrews, and we don't know exactly who that is, uh, he says this, is that when you have an encounter with a stranger, be really careful because there's a chance that that's actually an angel in disguise. Um, and, and so that's the whole idea, is that God comes to us in uh, strangers, which really leads me to this book. I know many of you guys have been reading this book. Uh, it's uh, called Stranger God. It's by this guy named Richard Beck. Uh, he's this super cool, he's a, he's, a, he's a professor of psychology, Abilene Christian University. He also has this killer blog called Experimental Theology. Love that name, wish I would have thought of it jealous. Um, incredible. But one of, the, one of his claims to fame, I guess one of the things that he's done that's pretty, um, he's kind of known for, is he has this weekly Bible study at the French Robertson Max Security Prison. And that's a lot different than just us going and doing a Bible study at MDC like we do. Like this is a, a kind of an unusual, special thing. And so, in fact, at one point um, when he started this Bible study in this Max Security Prison, the chaplain came to him and said, like, why are you starting a Bible study here? And Richard Beck, uh, he, he, said, he said this. He says, if Jesus said we'd find him disguised as a prisoner, so I'm out here looking for Jesus. So I think he's a really cool, neat guy. I would love for you guys to read along. Last year, he wrote this book uh, called Stranger God, and it's all about hospitality. And in fact, if you Google hospitality, you're gonna see a lot about like hotels. It's just like a, a weird word. It, I was trying to Google hospitality. It's so disappointing. Uh, but hospitality is actually a really cool tradition when it comes to the Christian faith is that throughout uh, the generations, uh, we have been encouraging each other in this idea of hospitality. Hospitality for our purposes here could be defined as this, the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, and strangers. So it's, it's living with the awareness that sometimes the homeless man on the side of the street, according to the Bible, is actually God himself. And the the church, I think Christians would say that we practice hospitality. One of the reasons that we practice hospitality is to be like Jesus. And that is so, so true, right? But but the Bible would tell us is that we practice hospitality um, actually not just to be like Jesus, but to welcome Jesus in. And the way that we would treat the lowliest in society is ultimately uh, how we treat him. In Matthew 25, if you can think of, remember uh, the parable of the sheep and the goats, right? You didn't, you didn't visit me in prison, uh, all of that. Like Jesus is not, the, is not the priest doing the jail visits, but he's actually, he's actually in jail. He's the inmate being visited or not. And so he's not the host, right? We could imitate him as the host, but he's actually saying that in that story, he is the stranger. And the question is whether or not you welcome him by welcoming the stranger. So it's a really important idea is this, is that God says how we treat the least in our society is how we treat him. And uh, 
love the book, love for you to read along. We're gonna do three weeks. It's gonna go too fast. I had to cut so much stuff. There's stuff in the series that we're gonna talk about that's not in the book, and there's a lot of stuff in the book that we don't have time to get to in the series. So uh, love for you to read along. And we bought a bunch of copies two, uh, two weeks ago, and you guys bought them all, so we bought some more. We're selling them for 10 bucks back there. We actually bought them for, I think, 13 bucks. So just so you, lest you think we're trying to make money, we're actually losing three bucks on each, but we would love for you guys to read along. We're selling them for 10 bucks, we'd card and all that. Also, we have um, uh, two of you gave some extra money so that in case anyone wanted to read the book but they didn't have any money, that you could read along. So if you want to read it and you don't have the cash, just pick up the book. That's the point. We'd love for you to read it. My mom's reading it. Um, a lot of people are reading it. Love for you to pick up um, this book. I'd like to start out with a really stupid story. When I was in Bible college, uh, I, this is probably what... 17 years ago now. I had a roommate, his name was Luke, and we had an apartment. It was on the third story, it was on the third story, three, uh, three story high apartment complex. And uh, the stairs were on the outside, and it was the middle of the night. And you wouldn't walk past our door, like our door was the dead end. So there would be no reason to walk by our door because uh, there was nowhere else to go. It was just, if you walk by our door, it's you're coming to our door. Well, about 2 a.m., uh, the, the, the porch light is on, and so me and Luke are asleep in, in the room. And so we can see, uh, we just hear a little bit of rustling and a little bit of scratching. So we look up, and at the window, that's like about two, maybe two feet away from my face, I can see like the silhouette of, of someone who's like messing with the window. And they're kind of like looking, looking around and messing with it. And so we're just, it's probably two feet away from my head and I could just see the black outlet of, uh, uh, outline of a person. And so eventually um, they, get, they get the door open and they slide it open. And, so, so just thinking, and the, blinds are, the blinds are closed and then we see a hand reach through the blinds. It's probably a foot away from my head. And so, thinking, so I'm just thinking, can I, can I help you? You should be lucky that we're not gun carrying, you know, that's how you get your hand chopped off. But we just said, can we help you? And so there's this sweet um, African-American lady, maybe in her 20, mid-20s, and she says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, um, uh, does, does Jasmine still live here? I'm like, no? And she's, oh, I'm sorry. And she shuts the window and then walks off. And so... so so yeah, we thought, we, so we chuckled. We thought that is hysterical. So we try to go back to bed. Like a three, three, four minutes later, we hear a knock at the door. And so we get up. I, I put, put like pajama pants on. I'm not wearing a shirt. I go and I 